The Bible says in the book of St. John chapter one, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. And this is what the Lord told me this week. He said, tell someone, do not let your heart be troubled. Hallelujah. So the word of God is from St. John chapter 14, verse one. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you will be also. I do not know what is it that you're going through or who is experiencing, but God told me this week to tell someone, do not let the circumstances of life make you consume your life. Hallelujah. There are many of us who are going through different situations. There is no one that is exempt from trouble. There is no one that is exempt from worry. And that is why the Bible encourages us not to be worried. Now, Jesus was speaking to his disciples. He was, they were having, he was having a conversation with them. And just, this was just before, this was just before the last, this, this was the last supper. This was the last supper that they were having. And while they sat at the table, Jesus began to speak to his disciples. He began to say unto them, listen to what is about to happen. Judas is about to betray me. Peter is about to deny me. I'm going to go to the cross. These are the things that are about to happen to me. But guess what happened? The disciples now begin to feel discouraged. They begin to feel disheartened. They were worried. Now, what are we going to do? I can't just imagine what they were saying. What are we going to do Jesus you are leaving us and how are we going to manage without you and so sometimes in life when we hear some sad news or we hear that some things happening or we you know you may have received a bad report from the doctor you may have received you know a negative report from the school from your job you know you may be losing something that is dear to you and you begin to get concerned the bible says that the disciples begin to get worried and so jesus now begin to encourage them and he said to them let not your heart be troubled now this was causing them to become disheartened they start to become despondent and they were no worried and jesus begin to encourage the disciples hallelujah i want someone to know today do not worry because God is not going to put more on you than what you can bear I could have preached a resurrection message I could have told you about how he came out of the tombs I could have told you this morning how he's no longer in the graves but the spirit of God put in my heart this morning and I want to be obedient to the voice of God he says do not worry about what you are experiencing do not worry about the, the things that you are not able to manage because some of you have situations in your life and you are allowing it to consume you that's why you are becoming so angry that is why you are coming so becoming so agitated that is why you are becoming so concerned and you are allowing your problems and the situations that you cannot fix that belongs to Jesus to overwhelm you and you're becoming disheartened it was just last week one of my aunt was saying to me that my other aunt in New York, you know, got a stroke and, and she wasn't communicating. And, and now this other aunt now was becoming very worried and she was concerned and it was affecting her. Now it was affecting her to the point where she now, she now was becoming very sad and discouraged. Now when I left and she, she, she just traveled to Jamaica a few days ago. And so I went to see her to see how she was doing. However, before I got to the house, I was trying to connect with 
with them, to call them, you know, to let them know that I was on my way. But no one was picking the phone. But when I got to the house, I saw her outside sweeping and she was looking so all bright and, and, and full of energy. And I said, but you're looking so well. And she said, yes, I'm doing well. And I said to myself, look at how this one is over there, stressing herself, bothering herself, worrying herself and taking all the depression on. When this one is out here doing fine, sometimes we take up unnecessary problems on our lives and then it starts to affect our heart. And the Bible said, Jesus said to them, do not allow your hearts to be troubled. Do you know what it can, what, what, when your heart is affected, what it can do to you? Do you know if you allow problems and situations in your life to overwhelm you, it can destroy you? Do you know how much your heart can be affected? The Bible says that hope different make the heart sick lord god you have to provide you have to protect your heart you have to protect your heart and jesus begin to explain to them let me tell you something all of us have issues all of us has challenges all of us have problems of, of one thing or the other i do not know what your situation is I do not know what your problem is. The Bible says in the book in the book of Job that a man born of a woman is of a few days and full of troubles. As long as we are in this world, we are going to face trouble. As long as we are in this world, we are going to face persecution. People are going to come at us. People are going to tell lies about us. People are going to ostracize us. People are going to try to limit us and manipulate us. People are going to say bad things about us. People are going to be betray us. People that you put your trust and your confidence in will be with you today and smile at you and they will talk about you in a very derogatory way tomorrow. But Jesus was encouraging his disciples. They were with him. They saw what he went through. And oh my God, maybe they thought that, oh, are we going to manage without Jesus? How are we going to function without Jesus? But Jesus said to them, it is expedient for me to go. It will be of benefit for you, for, for you, for me to go. Let me tell you something in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let me tell you something, mighty everlasting father, I want you to know that in this life, you are going to experience betrayal. In this life, you're going to experience persecution. In this life, you're going to experience rejection. But it is how you and I handle these things when we go through with them. When I go through the scriptures, I see how Jesus dealt with rejection. I see how he dealt with it. My God, the Bible says that he came unto his own and his own received him not. What do you do when your own rejects you? What do you do when your own ostracize you? How do you feel? Do you know how it feels? You are broken, you are hurt, you are discouraged because your own is someone that you love, people that you care about. It can be your own family member, it can be your own friend. But let me tell you something, Jesus has given me a word for you. As you are on this platform today, you are dressed up, you're looking dolled up, you're looking all nice, but some of you are going through some situations. Your heart is broken and you are bleeding. You are discouraged sometimes when you go to church and you go home, you go and you face the situation. It doesn't change. How do you handle a situation that consistently presents itself to you? How do you handle people that continually attack you? How do you handle them? Let me show you how to handle them. Jesus says, if you believe in God, believe also in me. He says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. I have gone to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. And so there are three things that I looked at today. I looked at the heart 
I looked at the word trouble, the word hard, the word trouble, and the word comfort. Three things the Lord pointed out to me in that one little phrase. And I want to say to us that the heart is very important. It what keep the blood or the oxygen flowing in your body. It, 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 what, it is what keep you going. And if your heart is damaged, if your heart is affected, do you know the troubles that can come upon you when your heart is not functioning right? So I come to speak to discourage art today. I come to speak with hearts that are broken today. I come to speak to hearts that are confused and wounded hearts today. I come to speak the word of the Lord to you today. The Lord is telling me to tell somebody on this platform, I might not come for everyone on today but God is telling me to tell you do not allow your hearts be to become too overwhelmed to the point where you become despondent and discouraged hallelujah the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9 that the heart is deceitful above all things the heart can deceit you your heart can lead you into places your heart can deceive can deceive you why do you say your heart can deceive you yes your heart can deceive you hallelujah your heart can make you believe or feel certain kind of way that you're not supposed to be feeling the scripture says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it but God the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh out of what out of the the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 the Bible says that we should keep our heart with all diligence that means we have to pay attention to our heart what we allow to come into our heart who we allow to speak into our ears and 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 those words that are spoken into our ears negative words words of discouragement can affect your heart can you imagine sometimes when you hear of a of a, of, a, of a death of a loved one how it affects your heart and still you to the point where it breaks you but let me tell you something god is the god of wounded hearts God is a God of broken hearts. He wants to heal your broken hearts. I know that God gave me this word today. I know that he, he, he confirmed his word to me over and over and over. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 through to 7. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. Yes, you said, but God, I have prayed about this thing over and over and I've laid it on the altar and you have not responded to me. The other day I was praying to God about a particular decision that I have to make and it's very important. And I said, God, I do not know what to do. Should I do it or should I just wait on you to give me a miracle? What should I do? And the Lord did not respond to me in that regard. He was speaking to me about something else and I was saying but God I didn't ask you about that I was asking you about this you're talking to me about something else I don't know if, it, if, if that has happened to you 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 pray about something and it is very important to you and you ask God about it and he doesn't respond to you he's telling you about something else as if he's not aware of what you're saying to him but he has done that to me before I do not know if I have anyone on the platform who can attest and who can confirm that many times we pray and we ask God to reveal and to give us answers about things that we are praying for and he doesn't answer us what do you do when God doesn't respond to the to the request that you have made to him the bible says stand still and see the salvation having done all that you must stand and so i'm in the place where i am waiting on god because at some point maybe he's teaching me how to be patient maybe maybe he's teaching me something 
And I believe when Jesus said to his disciples, it is expedient for me to go. It will be, be of benefit for me to go because it is going to work out for your greater good. Sometimes we have people around us and sometimes God wants them to shift a little bit and to move out of the way a bit so he can do a work in you. So he can manifest the greater work that he has placed on the inside of you so that he can reveal something unto you because sometimes there are persons that are in our space or in our sphere of influence and sometimes they might yeah. in a sense hinder Amen. what God wants to do and you are there worrying yourself how am I going to manage what am I going to do I feel so alone I feel so rejected and God is saying shut up I am doing a work in you I am revealing something to you take time out to see what the Lord is saying to you I am teaching you character I am trying to build your character because sometimes we don't understand that there are things inside of us that God wants to get out of us we have some habits we have some traits we have some attitudes in us and God is still working on all of us all of us are a work in progress oh we have not attained Paul says I have not attained but I am pressing onto I am pressing onto I press towards the mark of the prize of a high calling which is in Christ Jesus and there are many times uh, I know that God is teaching me something. Uh, there are times when God will put me in a particular um, area or he will bring something to me and uh, maybe an assignment. And I will say to God, God, I can't do this. And this is too much for me and I cannot manage it. And I would say to God, if you don't help me, I am going to fail. So therefore, if you don't give me the wisdom to, answer, to, to, to apply, if you don't give me the knowledge to deal with this situation, I am going to mess up. So I'm asking you to come and to guide me because this that you have given to me is insurmountable. It's unbearable and I can't manage it. God wants us to be truthful to him. <laughs> and one thing I tell God, if, I, if, if you put something in my care, if you give me an assignment and I can't manage I say, God, I cannot manage it. It's too much. And he will say to me, listen to me. You are saying it is too much because you are not applying the wisdom that I'm giving to you. And I will say, okay, God, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to give it one more try. I'm going to give it one more try, God. And if you don't come here right now and help me, I'm going to mess it right up. And I said, okay, God, I tried to calm myself down. And I said, all right, I'm going to try again because I just failed a while ago. Has God ever given you anything to do when you failed? And you say, God, I, I, I failed, but give it to me again a second time. Let me try it again. All of us in life has failed, have failed at some point or the other. All of us at some point have messed up in our lives, but God will give us a second chance to do it again. I want to say to somebody today, you are going to go through things in life because you are human. There is no one on the face of the earth who has never gone through anything in this life. Job went through so much. His family was taken from him because what it was the devil. It was the devil who saw the hand of God upon Job. It was the enemy who saw that Job had a protection around him. It was the enemy who saw Job and wanted to affect Job's life. And God said to Satan, do whatever you want to do to Job, but don't touch his life. Let me tell somebody on this platform today, the eyes of God are upon you. He says, I will guide you with my eyes. You don't have to be afraid and you don't have to worry because the Lord is with you. And he's with you to encourage your hearts. He says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. How is the peace of God going to keep our hearts and minds? Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 to 4 declares, 
I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me, for he trusts in me. There is no way that God can keep our minds if we don't give it to him. We have to allow God to work his purpose out in our lives. Sometimes we become too agitated and too flustered and we make everyone around us become uncomfortable because you have no peace. You can know when there are persons around you who don't have any peace. Everything bothers them. Everything they flare up at. Sometimes you have to overlook some things. It's not everything you have to give attention to. It's not everything you give attention to. When Jesus was, knew that he was in the midst of his enemies, the Bible said that he slipped out from the crowd. They knew that, he knew that they wanted to kill him and, and, and he knew that they wanted to push him over the cliff. And Jesus didn't turn and say, you think I don't know that you want to push, push me over the cliff? You think I don't know that you set me up? You think I don't know that you guys have connived against me? Jesus didn't say that to them. The Bible said he knew what they were doing. He knew how they plotted against him. And he knew how they wanted to destroy him. There are times when God would make you aware of some things. And aware of some people that are around you. That their intention towards you is not good. But you don't have to let them know that Jesus has spoken to you. Jesus did not let the people who were around him. Who wanted to destroy him. Ha, ha, he did not let them know. The Bible said that Jesus. He just pulled himself away from them. And that is why you need the wisdom of God to know how to operate. Many of us don't have the wisdom of God in our lives. We need the wisdom of God to know how to operate around people. Because some people, they look like people, but they're not people. Some of them are serpents. Some of them are scorpions. Some of them are the spirit. Let me tell you something. They have spirits that are operating in them. That if you're not careful, you will attack the individual. But it is the spirit that is behind the person that is operating behind the individual. But you have to be very discerning to know the spirit that is operating behind people that you are surrounded by. You can be in their midst and still operate in wisdom. The Bible says, be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. You know what the Lord said to me the other day? I was outside and I was sweeping the yard and the word of the Lord came to me and the Lord says, bless those that curse you. And the Lord says, bless those that curse you. And I said, God, bless those that curse me. And I smiled. And I said, God, do you know the whole that, how hard that is to do? To be blessing people that don't want to see you live? To be blessing people that don't want to see your progress in life? To be blessing people who hate you and don't want to see you, don't want to see you live and manifest your grace? And the Lord said to me, when you bless those that curse you, it counteracts the curse. It counteracts the curse. It counteracts the curse. When you bless them. So he's saying it's not about them. Because what they have done to you, they are going to pay for what they do, you know. Because God says he will trouble those that trouble you. So you have to understand that when you bless, when you have the ability to bless those who curse you. Listen, man, you are counteracting the curse that they have released against you. It is, it is going back on them. It says, bless and curse not. And I looked at it again. I went back into the scripture. And he says to me, bless your enemies. Bless those who persecute you. Bless those who persecute you. And say all manner of evil against you. And I smiled. I said, God, 
You have to give us the grace to do this thing because this thing is not an ordinary thing to do. You can't do it in your flesh. You, can, you have to do it by the spirit of God. How can you look at someone that you know that wants to kill you, that you, do, you know that wants to bring your life down, that wants to rubbish your destiny, and you look at them. I said it can be done. They said all things can be done through the spirit of the Lord. All things are possible with God. The more of God you have inside of you, the more of God you will, will, will emanate from you. And so I ask God, give me the grace to do what you're asking me to do. Because in my human flesh, I cannot do it. And I find the Holy Spirit giving me the grace to forgive those who would spread my name abroad and would try to bring me down. Sometimes no one has to come. The Holy Ghost will reveal things to us. If you walk with God, the Bible says he revealed the deep and secret things to those who walk upright with him. And so you don't have to go away. Sometimes you can be in your house and you can know that people are attacking you. You can be right where you are. You can know that you're coming under attack. And I'm not saying that you are you are, to, are allowed those words that are spoken against you to manifest. You have to destroy the seed of those words. You have to take those words and you have to destroy the seed of those words. And you have to decree and declare that the seed of those evil words will not manifest in your life. Only that which God has purpose and that which God has declared over you shall come into divine manifestation. The Bible says that in the book of Isaiah, that the word that has gone forth out of the mouth of God shall not return on to him without results but it shall accomplish to the thing that it is sent out to do therefore everything that god has spoken concerning your life your ministry your destiny your personal life your children everything that pertains to you only that which god has purpose shall come into manifestation that which your enemies have spoken we decree they are null and void and ineffective in the name of jesus christ so the bible says that god will keep our hearts and minds Trouble will come. Number two, trouble. I spoke to you about the heart. Number two, trouble. Trouble can, can cause your heart to be affected. And that's why Jesus encouraged them. Be careful of negative people. Be careful of negative people. Listen, when Lazarus died, the Bible says that Jesus knew that Lazarus was sick. And the Bible says that he waited a few more days before he, he went to see Lazarus. Can you imagine you call your best friend to say that, you know, my, my son is sick, my daughter is sick, something is going on with my family, and you wait until the person died to go there, that person would probably hate you for life. But the Bible said that Jesus did not go. <laughs> Jesus did not go until Lazarus died. And he said to his disciples, Lazarus' sickness is not unto death, but it's for the glory of God. Some of the things that we go through is not to kill us. It's not to destroy us. But for the Lord to show forth his mighty power on our behalf. For God to manifest his power in our lives. Listen to me. I can just imagine how the disciples were behaving. How they sat among the, themselves and began to discuss. How is it that he's going to leave us alone? How is it that he's going to leave us on our own? We are not well trained. We don't know what to do. We are not versatile. What are we going to say when people come to us with sickness and diseases? Can, do we have enough power to cast out the devils? I can just imagine how they were gonna, how they were behaving when Jesus was telling them that I am going to leave you for a season, but I am coming back to you. 
I am going to make preparations. I am going to make expansion for you. The Lord is saying to someone on this platform that you are sitting down and you're worried and you're troubled about your life and you do not know what's ahead in the future. The Lord is telling me to tell you today, do not allow your heart to become overwhelmed with the whys and the what if and the but. Do not ask yourself too many questions. Do not be sitting down and be troubled about the unknown for the Lord is saying, I will guide you with my eyes. The Lord is saying, I will instruct you in the way that you should go. The Lord is saying, have I not promised you that I will never leave you, neither will I forsake you? Why are you allowing your heart to become overwhelmed by the unknown? The Lord is saying, put your trust in me and do not let your heart to be troubled. The Lord is saying, be at peace with yourself. The Lord is saying, let it go and I will deal with it. Do not be afraid of the unknown because I'm with you. He says, I'm leading you. I am guiding you. I will instruct you. Why won't you trust me? Said the spirit of the Lord. Be at peace with yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The problems that you are experiencing today of the what if you're looking at the situation with your natural eye but i speak peace into your situation today i speak peace in the name of jesus i come against every storm and every contrary wind that is blowing against you in the name of jesus christ we take authority over every contrary wind and we say peace be still in the mighty name of jesus christ of nazareth jesus said to them this is my third point he came he said to them, number one, do not allow your heart to become disheartened. Then he says, troubles, it, troubles will come. You, none of us are exempt from trouble. Trouble will come. But I'm with you. I'm with you. What are you going to do when trouble comes? Run away? <laughs> none, of our, uh, none of us are exempt from it. And then he said, the third word is comfort. John chapter 16, verse 7 says, he said to them, instead, instead your hearts are filled with sorrow because I have told you these things, because you're looking at what you're going through and your circumstances and you're wondering what's going to happen. Sorrow has filled your heart. Discouragement has filled your heart because you're looking at it from a natural standpoint and you're wondering if you're going to make it. You don't have enough money. You don't know where the money is going to come from. You serve a mighty God. You serve a God. The Bible says that the cattle up on a thousand hill belong to God. He will make the provision. Why are you so fearful, ye little children? He said, but I tell you the truth. It is beneficial for me if I go. Sometimes some people will leave your life. It's for the best. Some Sometimes some people have to go for a season. It's for the best. But you are there wallowing and crying and hollering and wondering why. Why you're, you're, you're there on your own. God is teaching you something. God is teaching you life lessons. God wants to bring something out of you. Allow him to work his purposes out. Stop being so over, overwhelmed. And stop being so troubled. And stop bothering yourself about why this, why that, why this. Stop bothering yourself about all these things. The Lord says, leave it in my care. I am working out my purpose for you. Be at peace. And allow God to work out his purpose in you. Allow him to bring out the giftings in you. Sometimes, I remember a time when I um, was asked by a pastor to do something. And I didn't want to do it because of, I was fearful. I was walking in so much fear. And I did not know that I was in bondage. I did not know that fear was of the devil. I thought that it was normal. 
And I used to live such a, a secluded life, a life that was so reserved because I, I was afraid to speak up. I didn't want to talk. And I, I felt that I didn't have enough words to say. And that is why I would ask God, how did you call me to be a preacher? I am not a person of many words. Why did you do this to me? All the time I would say, why did you do this to me? I don't know how to put the words together. I can't find words to say. What am I going to say to your people? How could you call me to be a preacher? And I remember as a little Christian girl, the man of God said to me, I want you to come to church on a Wednesday and I want you to do testimony service. And I didn't say to him, I didn't say to him, no, sir. I just told myself in my heart, I am not going. I, I'm not going. So what I did, <laughs> I can't forget. I, I went, I stood up at my gate for about an hour and I said to myself, I am not going to that service until I know that the testimony service is passed. He cannot ask me to do it because at that time, that part of the service would have been passed. And I stood up at my gate. At that time, I was living in Maypen. And I waited until it was 8 o'clock because service would have begun at, at, at 7. And I said to myself, it's 8 o'clock. Now I can now take the taxi and go to church. The man of God will not ask me to do anything. When I got to the place, I was walking in, feeling good. <laughs> at that time, I didn't know the Holy Ghost. I didn't know the Holy Spirit. You know, I didn't know anything. And so I went on the, on the grounds of the church and I was walking in. And as I entered and I stepped up on the threshold of the, of the church door, at the school grounds at the time, I realized that I saw people walking around and I was like, what's going on here? Guess what? Service didn't start yet. It was way after eight. No service didn't start. And I said, okay, God, I see, I see that is you doing this thing to me. And God did not allow the service to start until I got there. And so I couldn't hide any longer. It was something that I struggled with. I struggled with so much fear. And the Lord would tell me, you are too fearful. You need to get over your fears. Some of us struggle with fears at different points. We are fearful at different levels. There, there are different levels of fear. And so God is still working on me and he's still delivering me from that spirit. And every time I would get to a point where I feel afraid to do something for God, I will remind myself of the word of the Lord. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And that night when I did not want to lead the testimony service, there was a young man who was about to commit suicide. He said, this is it for me, God. If I don't get a word, this is it. And that particular night, I shared my testimony. And that testimony caused that young man to not give up on God. Can you imagine sometimes when we get the opportunity to testify and nobody wants to testify? The Bible says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Many times we hide our testimony because we don't want people to know what we've been through. Listen, there was a time I was afraid to share, but I'm no longer afraid because I'm no longer a slave to fear because I am a child of God and know who I am. I have gotten to the point where I could have lost my life. I could have taken my own life because all oh, the enemy came against me to attack my life. But Jesus delivered me. He delivered me with a strong and mighty hand he delivered me with his mighty power i could have taken my own life i could have committed suicide if i had taken my life and the devil wanted me to die but jesus said no let me tell you something when the devil said no jesus said yes and i'm alive so that i may come to tell someone today that god tell me do not let your heart be troubled he wants to comfort you 
He says, I'll go to prepare a place for you. He said, if I do not go, then the comforter will not come. If I do not go, then the advocate will not come. The one that will speak on your behalf will not come. He said, if I, if I do not go, the helper will not come. If I will not go, if I do not go, the power will not come. Sometimes God has to cause some people to step aside so he can bring you up to the level where he wants you to, 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 to be. He can bring you into a place and position you. But you are there worried and concerned about what God is doing. And the Lord is saying, shut up and let me work my purpose out and allow me to work my purpose out in you he says i go to prepare a place for you so that where i am you may be also so he was reassuring them he went to make provision for them and as i close this message the bible says in jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 god says i know my plans for you i know the plan that I have for you. When you have knowledge of something, you're less likely to become worried and troubled. If you know that you have a million dollars in the bank tomorrow, somebody's going to give you a million dollars tomorrow. You're not going to be worried. You're going to say, oh, I'm getting a million dollars. I know what I can do with that. But when you know that there's no money in the bank and you don't know how it's going to be done, the tendency, the natural tendency for you is to become flustered because physically the money is not there. But remember that you serve a God who is a provider. Remember that you serve a God who speak into the ears of kings and queens. Remember that there are people on the earth who hear the voice of God. And that God can speak into the ears of person and tell them who you are and how to locate you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I lift up your people before you. There is someone on this platform. Oh God, they do not know what to do, what the next step to make, where to turn. But in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for that one today that you will cause there to be a destiny helper to be risen up on behalf of this one. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, wherever they are on the face of the earth. You are a God that is able to raise one up in the name of Jesus. For the Bible said that God is able to raise the poor from the dunghill and set him among princes. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak into the, the womb of this uh, ministry today. I speak into the womb of this ministry today in the name of Jesus that the spirit of God will raise up one, a destiny helper, even one. You don't need a crowd. God doesn't need a crowd to bless you. He just need one person who is willing and obedient to hear his voice and to do what he says to do. And today in the name of Jesus Christ, let the heavens be opened up over your life. Let the heavens be opened up over this ministry. Let there be a turning around in this church in any age of God. I pray that you will cause one to be risen up, that you will speak into the ear of that one and you will call any age name out to the ear of that one that will be obedient to be a blessing to this ministry in the name of Jesus Christ, everyone that is attached to this ministry, in the mighty name of Jesus, let there be a lifting up in the season, on this resurrection Sunday morning, the God who raised Jesus from the dead, let the spirit of resurrection be their portion today, in the mighty name of Jesus, let the spirit of Christ, who raised Jesus from the dead, resurrect someone's vision today, resurrect a dead dream today, resurrect someone's relationship today, in the name of Jesus Christ, let someone purpose be resurrected on this resurrection Sunday morning in the name of Jesus Christ. I come against discouraged hearts. I come against troubled minds. I come against your spirit of worry. The Bible says that if his eyes are on the sparrow, 
how much more you a sparrow is not a human being that's just a bird hallelujah i said god is able to take care of your needs for my god is able to supply supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by christ jesus i said our god is a provider oh god show yourself strong on behalf of someone today in the name of jesus christ of nazareth hallelujah I speak a shifting in someone's life today. They will not leave from this platform with any heart, with any troubled, worried heart, but they will leave celebrating because the joy of the Lord is their strength. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord God, you remind me when, 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 when Mary and when Martha saw Jesus and she was crying and she was said, Lord, if you were here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus said, Mary, you don't understand who am I. I am standing right beside you. I am the resurrection and I am the life. Maybe she was thinking that, yes, we know you're going to raise them back. But on resurrection day, but Jesus was saying, right now, I have the ability to resurrect your brother. Right now, I have the ability to resurrect that dream. Right now, I have the ability to resurrect that ministry. Right now, I have the power to resurrect those death, those dead gifts and those potentials that are inside of you. I have the power to raise you back up again. I have the power to raise you back up again. Because we serve a living God. Some people don't remember who God is. You don't remember who God is. Sometimes you have to remind yourself. Use your testimonies as a point of reference. You, you have some powerful testimonies. Some of you, God has brought you out of some dark waters. God has kept your mind. You could have lost your mind and you could have gone mad. But God did not allow you to go mad because guess what? He is the God that is able to keep you. Your heart, you could have had a heart attack. But God put his hand over your heart and he commands your heart to stand still. Many of us are alive because of the grace of and the mercy of Almighty God. And if God can keep you, I said God is able to keep you. The Bible says he has the power to keep you. He says, I will keep that which you have committed unto me against that day. For my God has the power to keep you. I said, God is able to preserve you. I said, God is able to hide you from the storms and from the attack and from the walls of the adversary. Today, as I close my message, I want to encourage you today. Do not allow your heart to become too affected to the point where it affects your health, affect your mind, affect the people around you, affect your destiny. Do not let your heart be troubled. Trust God for he has already made a way for you. He has already provided. You will see the hand of God in this season. You will see that even this word that has been spoken, God will confirm his word because God does not, he's not a God just, just speak mere words. He knew exactly, he knows exactly why he has chosen me to speak this word on today. And as you go forth today, you will go forth celebrating Leave the problems at the altar. Leave the uncertainties. Give them to Jesus. Give them to Jesus. There's a song that is in my spirit. I don't know. I don't have any music in my, to, to sing it, but I'm going to sing it. It says, are you tired of chasing pretty rainbows? Are you tired of running round and round? Wrap up all the shattered dreams of your lifetime and at the feet of Jesus 
lay them down. Give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, broken thoughts. Give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus. And he'll turn your sorrows into joy. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. He says, I am coming back again. But I must go to make provisions for you. I must go to make preparation for you. I must go to make expansion for you. Trust me. It shall be well. God bless you. I trust that your hearts were blessed and you were receptive. And as you go forth this week, knowing that this is the week where you shall dance and celebrate, you shall not walk in discouragement because his eyes are on the sparrow and he watches over you. Why should your heart feel lonely? And why should the shadows come when Jesus is your portion? His eyes are on the sparrow and he watches over you. Open up your mouth and begin to sing and celebrate because the songwriter said, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eyes are on the sparrow and he watches over me. God bless you.